I'm Bianca Westwood and welcome to the Integral Chat. This podcast will bring you interviews with a number of athletes, managers and all the big names from the world of sport. We talk about the lives and careers of our guests and the issues that matter to Integral Sports Management, an agency founded by Ray Winston and Gary Pettit to nurture our sporting talent and safeguard the future for our clients as we strive to promote our core values of integrity, trust, honesty and respect. We're asking the right questions to help bring about positive change and give you some answers. On the Integral Chat this week, our guest is David Bentley. Thanks for joining the Integral Chat. I wanted to start with basically something that probably puzzles a lot of football fans. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are living every young boy's dream, yes. playing football um, at the very highest level. But you walked away and it wasn't because of injury or anything like that. It was literally because you'd had enough of it. How does that happen when you're supposedly living every boy's dream? It's going to be a counselling session. Are you ready? This is therapy. <laughs> Um, it's funny because I've had, well, sort of time to reflect on it now. I'm sort of 36, I should probably still be playing. It's just, just nearly ending. But um, I think it's a combination. It's, it's, it's um, multiple things. I think the thing is, when you, when you play football, when you're on your way up, it's all good. And then when you're on your way down, it, 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 the sort of the negatives outweigh the positives at times. I just constantly found myself in situations where the sort of negatives were just, just just pounding away at me. And I think in the end, I just thought, well, my contract finished at Tottenham and I just, I just said, enough's enough. I had other interests outside of football and I thought I wanted time with my children. I wanted to take... I sort of took four months out. I went to Spain and... I just felt happier. I think it led to me, it led to that sort of destination point, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they sort of from 18 to 24, things were going up, and then as they started going down, they just never could go. I just got on a downward, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't get it sort of back yeah, just, on the just, upward again. Whether, whether it is my own fault, and a lot of that, you know, when I first went into Arsenal with Tony Adams, Ray Parler, that kind of. Then I went to Norwich. It was Malcolm, Malcolm McLean, and um, all these sort of characters and players, you know, different. And then Blackburn with Robbie Savage and Bellamy and Dominic Matteo, David Thompson. All these characters, you know that. And uh, but but yeah, and I I felt I, I, I fitted into that, and it was sort of that. Every day was it was the dream. It was the the sort of rock and roll element of like playing football. And um, when I noticed it, I was about, it was probably around the same time actually, which I started to have a few issues is the social media come on, people were secretly videoing and you were being, yeah, that high, high, highly criticised online all the time. It's just a constant, the problem is as well, it's not just you, it's your family and your friends that are around you dealing with that 
Um, mm. Sometimes you can just switch off and get on with it. It's that, um, that around you. But the, the, yeah, the social media element, element of it, that's why I've never sort of done it. But the, the, it's a strange dynamic for me. Yeah. Do you think there are any players like that, Maverick types? Yeah, I think they're there, but they're not. They're not allowed to come out because the financial games for the club, because yeah. of the manager, the time frame in which you lose his job. Sometimes the probably nearest to it is probably Jack Grealish. And even my, yeah. my friends are big Tottenham fans and Arsenal fans and so on. They turn on Aston Villa to watch him. They'll watch Aston Villa to watch him. Mm. You know, I only had the conversation yesterday. And that's, when I think back, I used to switch on Derby to watch Carboni or Wanchop or I used to turn on West Ham to watch Cacanio. I used to turn on United to watch Cacanio. Southampton to watch Letizia. See what you were just, it wasn't the coaching manual that made you watch it. It's a visual, it's an expression, isn't it? When you mentioned the issues that you said you had at that time, are you able to elaborate on, on what you were going through and what kind of support you had? Um, I think, it's because, yeah, the family sort of structure, there was a lot of, there was a lot of issues sort of off the pitch, um, finding it difficult. Um, just generally, you know, you become, it's a bizarre mindset that you find yourself in, especially the move to Tottenham. It, it sort of, and I, because I, at Blackburn, I felt sort of freer. And then when I went into that sort of bubble, I yeah. didn't like it. Didn't, didn't like it. It was probably best not to. But the, the problems off the pitch, yeah, they just come with it. More money, more problems, more people around you, the wrong types of people. And you just gather them. You can't, you can't see them. Where there's money, there's, there's, the sharks and where there's uh, fame, the same thing, you know, you've got combination and then you've got age. Now, I've always discussed this, there's not many sort of industries that the main bulk of your earning capacity through your life was made within your 20s. Normally you've 20s is when you make all the mistakes, you haven't got the knowledge of life, you're taking on, um, you have to be well advised. Um, I, I had somebody decent around me and, and who, who did that, but the, there are a lot who don't, and majority of them don't. It's, it's, um, they just take from you, and you can't see it. When you're 20, you can't, you naturally can't see it, you know, and, and you're too busy concentrating on, on playing football. I think it's something that the FA, um, the Premier League and so on, or, or the powers that be should look at something I think a few players are doing their own contracts now, but looking after um, having good people around you. I mean, they, sometimes they say you can have your family around you, but maybe they're not the best, you know. Best mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's something that can have a real negative impact on on, on playing, you know, and, and the enjoyment of it for players. Everyone's on the take, so no one's going to do nothing about it. So whether... Yeah, you'd like to think that something could be set set in stone from the, from from the FA, you know. I got hung out to drive in that situation. I, I played, I think, it, about sixty games that season. I went on to play for the 
England B team, I think it was, at Burnley, sort of an England team, they called it the B. But, um, so that was my first game. I think I got man of the match in that game. Everything was good. But then there was an England under-21s tournament that came straight after that. So at the end of the season, B team, Oh, actually, I got called out for the full team. So I was away for a week camp, then a two-week camp. And then they wanted me to go to the under-21s. But, but uh, at Blackburn, I was going back there. And the Intertoto Cup was starting on June the 20th. So I literally wouldn't have a day off. So after that, Mark, obviously, the management, Mark Hughes, you ain't going. You just, you're not going. So, okay. Um, you just take advice from people like that. You won't. I'm worried about starting the next season. I'm worried like I won't be if I'm not in the team for them in the Toto games. I'm going to not be in the team, so I'm worried about that. I think even think. Um, well, I was just getting advice. You ain't going. So I rang up Stuart Pearce and said, "Look, based upon the 60 games I've played, I've played for the B team, played for the." For the full team, um, I don't think I'm in the best condition. I'm probably not in the best condition to play so mentally not, and physically. Not going to be right. Doing everything right. Not why well, going because I want to go there. You know, none of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what was. So I was full net space. Hang on. And, uh, I did the phone call. It all went well. And then papers. You know, it was. I think one of them was has come out and said people going to war for the country and these players like him that you know it was just like were you not protected by your no. employers like what I mean why didn't no, just, Mark Hughes come out and say no. I told him you couldn't go just don't no because they can't no they wouldn't that would be they'd be getting trouble they're not allowed to apparently. but yeah that's them situations happened to me a lot yeah sort of yeah and it, was, it was completely the opposite fitness player always professional always at it and then you started getting i mean that was one of the incidents that and then you react to it you know and, and uh, but even so i come back that season it motivated me to to obviously do really well again and and i i got the england call up as, as well, so it didn't damage my England call-up. Mm. So I went, but then obviously when I made my, I think it was debut, and so they booed me. I got booed on my debut at Wembley for that. And it was like, it, I, I think that's the moment where you just think, eh. and, and me being me, I should have thought, I oh, know I've got to think of, I've got to think of my career, I've got to think of my money, you know, financial like benefits from this I just went like you know yeah. there was a player that was in the team that didn't make that phone call and didn't do that and just left and didn't go and I was the one that was hung out the dry which was I suppose it's part of the territory but I did get hung out to dry yeah which ain't nice getting booed on you <laughs> Imagine. Did it, it obviously didn't affect your relationship with your manager, though. No, but the following season, even the way I left Blackburn, it was, I thought that move through, and I should never have done it because I got too much respect for it. Probably never apologised for the way I moved because I forced that move through. But it was based on 
the, the management team left. Uh, so at the end of the season, we've got all the ideas for next season. We're going to do this. I'm not going because people were coming in for me and the management was saying, you ain't going. You're part next season. We've got plans to do this. I went to Trinidad and Tobago to play for England. On the plane back, they said, Mark Hughes left to go to Man City. You're like, oh. what? I've been told, you know, I'm not allowed to go. Yes. caused even that situation. So suddenly I'm bold, like I'm going, you know. Yeah. It's um, a bit sort of every man for himself, it sounds like. Well, it's ruthless. I mean, that's the nature of it. That's the nature of it. Um, Mm. It's the worst. If Mark and that management team would stay at Blackburn, I'd have stayed. I was fully into it. But I thought by him going, I tried to make that decision based on football. I thought Wande Ramos was the new Wenger. I thought the idea that I went for less money than I was getting offered elsewhere because I wanted to go to the top. It was half of what I was getting offered elsewhere. Really? Money. And it, it, you can never... Sure, I wanted to play for the top of new stadium, new ideas, kind of a club moving forward with this manager and his mm. stuff of play. Um, I want to be a part of that for football, not because of money. Yeah. Um, I was getting offered yeah, double and didn't take it. So because I forced that move through and the nature in which I went there, within three months, the manager was sacked. He started training us at seven o'clock at night just so he could get a sack. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was in, in you could be speaking to a chairman about a manager who's just signed you, and you're like, Well, and then you kind of you're his signing, so it, yeah, kind of, I was already on a negative, already the pressure was on. Because I remember when I first went to Tottenham, like the first few games, you played Roma at home, scored two goals, and then you played, so it just started. And then all of a sudden, you just found that, you know, they sold Berbatov, they sucked the clubs, what you thought was there, and you find yourself, oh no, this ain't what I, I this isn't what I thought I was walking into. This is a bit of a mess. For the first two seasons, and then obviously we had the incident, which was another Is thing. that what killed it then, do you think? I think it did. I mean, I heard they did, yeah. The relationship broke. Me and him, me and him got on really well. So it, it was from that point, and plus I had incidents that happened, you know, that weren't great. Um, yeah, there was three or four incidents that took place. You know, when you just, it's what I'm saying. It's like what? When you, I got done for drink driving on front of the page. Oh, like those kinds of incidents, yeah. Uh, it was, which is wrong, obviously. <laughs> it was a joke, it was an embarrassment, but... It was a mistake that I made, but it, it, yeah, I think it, when I was at Tottenham, it just, just felt lonely. So when you, when you made them mistakes, it, it was like, oh yeah, it's your fault. You know, and you're like, I'd get as fit as I could, focused I could for six weeks, you know, for two, but all the time really, but then, Something had happened, I'd react back. It, the relationship just mm. negatives just kept self inflicted and also outside. So there was a combination of that. And that's what I say when you're on your way up, you make mistakes, but it's all over. And then when you things start going a little bit, them outside influences from and internal influences in the club, not you know, 
you cost as much, you should be able to do this, and the fans, and the, that combo just, like, just, it's hard to sort of get out of it, you know? The golden generation of players were just breaking up. You had divides in the camp, and it just, mm. the setup was rigid. You know, it was office feel. So, you know, you're in an office. It's like, mm. it wasn't, mm. um, yeah, it was, it was a strange environment. It was, especially when you sort of, the only thing you're thinking about getting to England, actually, playing for your country, that's your sort of, when the foreign players go to play for their country, they love it. They, get, they can't wait to go. It's like 10 days holiday, for, you know, playing for mm. I think when, I remember going there to, to the England camps, it was like nobody wanted to be there. It was a strange environment. Yeah, you know, to play for your country and you get there and you're like, mm. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was strange and it was strange on Tupelo, but we tried to make it fun anyway, but I got... <laughs> Didn't play again after that, but yeah, I called him Postman <laughs> Yeah, but he did. He did. He did look like Postman Pat. <laughs> so when you used to call him Postman Pat, what did he used to say? Well, because we, he couldn't speak English, could he? So it was funny for the lads, because you want to, I don't know, it was done in the right, it weren't done to not respect them, it was done because it made all the lads, like the lads were at a happy camp. So if he talked, I'd say, uh, morning post, and he didn't know what, he didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> and it made, it's just, so it went on all week, but uh, yeah, he, he couldn't speak English, could he? So he didn't understand what postman fat meant. <laughs> so it became, where's, you know, you know, Fabio, where's your black and white cat? Is he? He <laughs> 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 got cat, cat, what? <laughs> But oh it, my God! It, it, wasn't done, it wasn't done to be disrespectful, you know. I think most people think that that sort of in the old people say banter is just to create an, a, a, a night. It, it yeah. wasn't done for a negative; it was done for a positive. But um, yeah, where's your black and white cat? The press picked up on it and made a thing of it. And that was a negative as well because it yeah. looks, that one incident looked like I mean, there's loads that you don't know, but like worse than that. But, <laughs> but the, they picked up on it and thought, oh, I just, just messing pisses around. And that obviously yeah. that's not it. I think that's, you need one of those, you need one of those t-shirts, why always me? Yeah, why always <laughs> yeah, me, don't I? Yeah, it is a bit of a poor me, isn't it? And I've got, I told you <laughs> in a counselling session, that's why I don't talk about it. <laughs> Are there any regrets about how it all Went down for you? No, not not really. No, not now. I'm sitting here today. No, I don't, I don't. certain elements. You know the way forcing moves out Blackburn weren't really because I, you know, there's certain things that I should have done. But I'm here now, and I, I don't really have any regrets. I don't really dwell on it. I don't really think about it really. But it's only when the only time I talk about it is if I do an interview like this. It honestly is. It's don't talk about it. Um, so, yeah, no, I wouldn't even think, yeah, no, there's no regrets. I would have liked an easier run of it in the last few years. And I think I might have even still said, right, enough's enough. Yeah. Yeah, but I've got no regrets. No regrets. I did it the way I'm happy. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the Integral Chat. 
I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed your therapy for today. It's all right. I'm just going to go to the toilet. Sit there, sit there. <laughs> <laughs> just Google myself. Look, I was played. Look, <laughs> I did do good things. Yeah, I did. I did. Let's talk about that. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Thanks. All right, hold on then. The, the good things. Tell me about the good one good thing or the good things that you would want to be remembered for and not not the uh, water over the head, Harry Redknapp, or the, the England thing? Uh, what would I remember for? I can't, I On the pitch. What would I remember myself for? What the, worried about other people remember me for? What I'd remember, I don't know, my first goal for Arsenal, the chip, when I was, when I was the Burkamp role, sort of playing that role and trying to emulate, em, emulate what he did. That was one of the best moments. Uh, hat-trick against Man United when I first started for Blackburn and the goal first goal at Wembley yeah you were the first player to score a Premier League hat-trick against Man United weren't you yeah that's it yeah and then, yeah. then the goal in the North London derby um, ball off the roof into the skip <laughs> <laughs> people do you know what people that's what they remember how did you do that that is a classic that's true as well. It's not a. Um, that was before the fake. You know, the CGI thing. Yeah, yeah. Before that, and it was, it was. That was me being emotional again. Stupid. That was. We'd lost on Saturday, and I had to do. I was sponsored by Red Bull, so I had to. You have to go to. And do your things, yeah. And do your thing, and, and I was like, I ain't going. I've got the arm. You know, I'm not going. I turned up, and I'm doing it. And I was with my agent, on, and we've gone to the roof to do this. I didn't understand. I had to catch the ball. I was going, oh, I've had enough of this. Look at that skip down now. I'm going to hit it, I'm going to hit it innit? But really, it was, it was Tottenham Court Road where Oxford Street is. And there's people down there, isn't there? When I think back now, I'm like, no. But at the time, it felt like a good idea. <laughs> could have been like... Yeah, yeah, I could have... Uh, yeah, killed someone. But I did. I got it in the skip. And it went... It was where the cross rail was being done, I think it was. But they, the skip was there. And it went off the yeah. door or whatever, straight in and lodged, bam. But people, yeah, when you sort of out what I remember, people always pick that after that. I'll be sitting in the pub or in the street and then they'll just go, I'm skip, was that real? I'll go and get I bet Rob, I bet Rob, your agent was devastated. Did he actually lose his watch or? Yeah, yeah, he had to give it to, uh, had to give it to charity, yeah. He did. <laughs> I bet he is. I bet he is. Oh, brilliant. Well, he's earned enough money out of you anyway, probably. So that's oh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Right.